Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. I'm Nyla Boodoo. It's Friday, November 6th, and we still don't have a winner in the presidential race. Joe Biden urged calm Thursday afternoon. Democracy is sometimes messy. It sometimes requires a little patience as well. But that patience has been rewarded now for more than 240 years with a system of governance that's been the envy of the world. Later in the evening, President Trump continued his baseless claims that fraud is costing him the election. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. With that in mind, here's how we're making you smarter today. What's happening with Senate races, plus how the stock market is reacting to all this news. But first, Biden's transition priorities, if elected, are today's one big thing. We're still waiting for many key states to finish counting and announce a winner. Though it's a tight race, former Vice President Joe Biden is ahead. So we wanted to check in with Alexi McCammon, an Axios political reporter who's been covering Joe Biden's campaign. Alexi, the race hasn't been called yet, but if he is elected, what are Joe Biden's top priorities going to be? Well, look, you can't hear from Joe Biden without hearing him talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and the state of the economy. But then secondly, to the coronavirus, Joe Biden and his campaign has been focused a lot on infrastructure. Biden's kind of emerging with his own made in America agenda, this idea that's focusing on manufacturing and jobs and really helping American workers. Throughout the campaign, we also heard a lot from Biden about how he would be a president for everyone in America, even people who didn't vote for him. But if he does win, a lot of people who don't like him are going to be really angry. So how would he govern and bring these people together? So Biden's got a really high bar. We've entered into this really tribal, polarized political era under Donald Trump, and that is not going to go away overnight. But Joe Biden consistently has pushed this message from the very beginning of his campaign, even during the primary when some of his Democratic colleagues were moving farther to the left. Joe Biden has talked about bipartisanship and bipartisan dealmaking throughout his time running for president. So we know that that's how he's going to try to approach things, not just when he's working with Congress, but when he's addressing the American people. And and look, Joe Biden is not the same man that Donald Trump is stylistically and in the way that they will govern. So if Joe Biden gets up at the podium to talk about something, it's less likely that he's going to be talking about it and looking at it through that political partisan lens of this is what it means for Democrats and Democrats only. The way that he'll approach those things and talk about those things is with the country in mind. Alexi McCammond covers the Biden campaign for Axios, where she's a political reporter. Thank you, Alexi. Thanks so much. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the latest on who will control the Senate. Welcome back to Axios Today. The question about who controls the Senate still hasn't been answered and actually could stay that way until runoff elections happen in January. The majority of the entire Senate hangs in the balance of just potentially one race or two races. Elena Treen covers Congress and the White House for Axios and is here to explain everything you need to know about this. So where does the Senate stand right now and what are the big races that are still undecided? Both Democrats and Republicans have 48 seats each. So there's a race in North Carolina, a very, very tight 
race that has yet to be called. It's looking like Republicans and Senator Tom Tillis, the incumbent, will edge ahead there. That's North Carolina. In Alaska, and that's between Dan Sullivan, the incumbent, he's a Republican, and then his challenger, Al Gross. Less close there, and Alaska is expected to go to Republicans. And then really now, all eyes are on Georgia. It's looking like both Senate elections are going to go to a runoff. And that means that we may not know who wins not only the Senate seats in Georgia by January, but also who maintains control of the majority in the Senate. Which is so important because that then... It dictates how much power Mitch McConnell has, correct? It does. Say, hypothetically, that Republicans win in North Carolina and Alaska. That brings the vote to 50 seats for Republicans. And essentially, they just need to win one of those Georgia seats then to maintain their majority. Again, it'll be a very small majority of just one seat. So that's one scenario. If that does happen, that means that Republicans will have control and they will stand as potentially the bulwark between a Biden presidency getting whatever they want done with impunity or Mitch McConnell standing in the way. The other scenario is if Democrats are able to take both of those seats in Georgia. It'll be a 50-50 split that could be potentially decided by the vice president. And in the case of if Joe Biden wins, that could be a vice president Harris that would decide that and essentially give them the majority. So it's super tight. A lot of things that are unknown, but that's why all of this attention is really going to be on the peach state for the next few months. Elena Treen covers Congress and the White House for Axios. Thanks, Elena. Thanks, Nyla. Amid all of this election uncertainty, the stock market's actually doing surprisingly well. Courtney Brown is a markets reporter for Axios. She's joining us now from New York. Courtney, which company stocks are doing well? There was a day this week that we saw the tech sector going bananas. I mean, the Nasdaq's up 10% from this time last week. The markets are doing surprisingly great. I don't think if you would have asked a trader this time last week, I'm not sure if you would find a trader who would say that the NASDAQ and the S&P 500 and the Dow would be doing so well. As these votes are being counted, who's happy about a Biden presidency? Yeah, it's a little crazy that rally we've seen in recent weeks. Traders are really excited about this prospect of a divided Congress, the stimulus package. We're really still not sure what's going to happen with that. It seems like Mitch McConnell signaled that he might be interested in doing a stimulus package during the lame duck session. And even then, it's unclear how big the package is going to be. Courtney Brown is a markets reporter for Axios. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Nyla. What we're watching is the jobs report that comes out at 8.30 Eastern this morning. That'll tell us how many jobs were added in October as coronavirus cases were on the rise throughout the country. Before we end today's show, there hasn't been a lot of rest for me this week, but I'm not alone. The kind folks on social media have noticed that I have been standing here for two days. (laughs) Perhaps why I am in podcasting is because I cannot imagine being so sleep deprived and having to be on TV like CBS News' election director, Anthony Salvanto, logging marathon hours to deliver election results. I want to assure everyone I am fine. The coffee here is very good. 
And his counterpart at MSNBC, Steve Kornacki, told GQ he's been pounding Diet Cokes to stay awake, especially since he's responsible for handling the big board and the tech problems that come with that. Oh, there we go. The camera wasn't there. And Gail King, she posted on Instagram she actually slept on a couch in the Viacom studios on election night in her day-old clothes and spanks before going back on the air in that same yellow dress, which I should add was lovely. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. So much hard work and sleepless nights, not just from me, but from all the people who make Axios Today. Our producers, Carol Wu, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Kara Schillen, and Naomi Shaven. Our mix engineer, Alex Sugiara. Dan Bobkoff, our executive producer. Sarah kahilani Gu, our executive editor. And special thanks to Axios Recap host, Dan Primack, and Axios co-founder, Mike Allen. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Lee Tal Malad and Jacob Weisberg. You can always write to us, give us feedback at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And you can always find the latest news at axios.com. 